You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Yes, we are back with Real Presence Live. My name is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio, and it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Uh, we just had uh, two very nice interviews with uh, Dr. Husen Gay from the University of Mary, the first half hour. Then we had uh, Sister Povery Julian on and the second half hour. And now we go to our third half hour, and uh, we are blessed, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to have with us Father Father Anthony Urban from Madison, South Dakota. He's the pastor of St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church. Well, welcome, Father. Thank you. Good to be with you again. Yes, and uh, the uh, promo uh, line that for your segment here is, what was, life, what was life like for the disciples? And first of all, before we get into that, um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, born and raised in Sioux Falls. Uh, my mm-hmm. parents still live there, and I have an older brother in Rochester, Minnesota. And I've been a priest. It'll be 10 years this coming August. Um, so that time has gone very quickly. Uh, I've been uh, stationed in different places and different assignments, uh, some some short, some longer assignments, and uh, just moved to Madison this past summer uh, after being in Tabor, uh, kind of down by the Nebraska border for I was there, there for only two years, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you uh, you grew up in uh, Sioux Falls, graduated from O'Gorman High School in two thousand three, yep. and uh, uh, I, I think I was reading somewhere that uh, one of the things you were looking forward to as you went to Madison was uh, the students and staff at the school. Now, do you have a school attached to your parish? Yeah, we have a parish school. Uh, was uh, the pre K through five. And uh, we have a big preschool program, and then uh, each grade um, has uh, between you know six to uh, eight or ten students. So um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. I went to Catholic school my whole entire life, so it's been good to be back in that environment and um, have visits with the students each week. And you know, right now, my visit with them is praying the stations on Friday. So. Uh, it's been good to lead them and uh, lead them through those moments of uh, of Jesus' life. Oh yes, when you get to interact with uh, youth, it's uh, it's inspiring and uh, good for you. And yeah. uh, also, uh, uh, do you work uh, also uh, with the Newman Ministry at Dakota State? Yeah, we do. Um, so, we, kind of both ends of the spectrum. We've got the the little ones and the bigger ones. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dakota State is a college that really specializes in a couple of things, technology, uh, IT stuff, and then also uh, teaching education as well. So we've got a uh, ministry that we provide from our parish. Um, there's a um, the diocese employs uh, somebody, and then they facilitate ministry. They're on spring break this week, so I won't be seeing them that much. But, um, uh-huh. but yeah, okay. we normally gather on Tuesday nights for uh, a meal. Um, uh, uh, make time available for prayer, uh, Mass, um, and then just time together. So it's kind of varies yeah. week to week what we do, but uh, re- really enjoyable. Um, oh, I'm sure. To have the students around the office and just hanging out, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. So uh, your schedule is full, uh, full uh, pastor of a parish, uh, 
a pastor of a, a parish school and mm -hmm. uh, part of your time spent with the uh, college-age students at Dakota State University at mm -hmm. the Newman Center. Wow. Yeah. Uh, good for you. Know of our prayers, uh, Father. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, get right into it. Uh, our uh, subject today, what, what was life like for the disciples? Um, mm -hmm. um, let's see. Well, during Lent, some of us tend to focus, uh, Father, on the life of Jesus and reliving his passion. Obviously, you mentioned the Stations of the Cross. We yeah. uh, wanted to dive into the lives of the disciples a bit. When Jesus came upon the, uh, a disciple and said, come and follow me, uh, did he mean that literally? Yeah, he did. Yes, indeed, um, he, he did. The, mm -hmm. the beautiful story of, uh, I'm just going to open it up quick in my Bible from uh, Matthew 5, uh, the calling of the first disciples, it's uh, Peter uh, and Andrew. And um, he says, come after me and I'll make you fishers of men. And it says that once they left their nets and followed him. So they, they took it pretty literally. They punched the clock and then they were, they were following Jesus the rest of their life. So, um, mm -hmm. And then also, uh, just to keep walking down the shore, and they come across James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and uh, um, they leave their father Zebedee behind. Um, so they took it very literally, and um, they might not have known what was going to happen, uh, but they were open to uh, what Jesus was inviting them to. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. pretty cut and dry. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And so, and so Father Anthony, uh, I, I'm just picturing this, and I always do yeah. during the scriptures about Jesus approaching. Uh, some of these uh, uh, apostles were uh, were married; they had jobs, mm -hmm. uh, but they they dropped everything to follow Christ. And uh, you know, can you imagine looking at the face of God and, and saying anything else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, the you wonder what would have gone through James and John's uh, father's head. You know, I just lost my workers. You know, that's like, right. I gotta gotta replace them now. And, uh, and I think, especially you know, for parents when they become empty nesters or you know, kind of take their kids to school, you know, college, and it's just uh, there's kind of an empty empty feeling that they have. But um, uh, they might have recognized later on, you know, what they what their children were called to, and that brings happiness to them too, knowing that they're doing uh, God's will in, uh, in their life. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh you know, so, uh, what sort of lives uh, were some of the disciples leaving behind? Uh, you know, obviously we, we talked about uh, some of them were married. Some of them, uh, you know, they mm -hmm. were fishermen. And uh, so that was, uh, that was a hard and, and uh, difficult step for them, it, it would seem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and providing for themselves. Um, and we know that Peter had a, because uh, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law, she's uh, sick with a fever, and so we know that Peter, at least Peter was married, we could imagine that other others of them were as well, and we don't know if they were widowers or, you know, kind of what that might have looked like. Um, and so uh, a lot of them, you know, they were probably kind of the, the, just the general, you know, kind of uh, people in the, in the towns that, that occupied that area, and um, yeah, so they're they're not the you know they're not the uh, professors or they're not the most intelligent or the most uh, well known people. So I think it's a good sign for for the people that Jesus picks. Um, they're not, not the most important people. They're not the the, the, the gifted ones, but he uh, equips them uh, along the way with that. 
Yes, so uh, I, I'm just thinking of the listeners hearing this story, Father, and and uh, uh, them saying to them, them saying to themselves, "Well, geez, what do I really have to offer uh, my yeah. church? And uh, yeah. you know, what what do I have to offer? And uh, golly, if you're if you're sensing that call t- uh, to help, uh, sensing your call to uh, serve God, uh, God gives each of us a plan. He gives each of us gifts, and mm-hmm. to uh, uh, it's our job to help nurture those gifts along, so that we can truly serve Him the way we uh, that He intended us to do. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah so um, that's what was going through. You know, who knows exactly what the disciples were thinking when. Jesus said, "Come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men." And mm-hmm. uh, uh, there must have, obviously they saw something in Jesus's eyes that said, "This guy, mm-hmm. this guy uh, is 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 for real. He's 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 the real deal here. I need to right. stay close. I need to stay close to him." So, any of your uh, studies or readings, uh, Father, that. Uh, can give us more of an insight of what uh, those disciples were going through at the time? Yeah, they were probably just trying to survive like everybody else was, you know, to have food on the table at the end of the day and a uh, place to lay their head. And, um, you know, we could kind of think of them, you know, at the end of the day, whether they whether it's before their ministry or during uh, following Jesus, um, taking, you know, especially as each day progressed with... Um, uh, them seeing what Jesus was doing, whether it's the multiplication of clothes or, or healing yeah. somebody, um, just how those those moments were transforming them slowly but surely. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the uh, one of the adages I often use is kind of smoothing off the rough edges. There you go. And uh, you know, just um, because these were hardworking men, you know, the fishing it's it's uh, you know it takes a, a very strong person um, to to do that kind of work, and so you know, kind of that. That rough and gruff uh, uh, appearance might might have worn off after a while. Um, you know that, that they, um, um, you know, af- as they were spending more time with with Jesus, that their 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 lives were being transformed uh, bit by bit. And um, yeah, those, those are some of the, the the takeaways. And I think also just the uh, um, after Jesus ascends, you know, the, after the Great Commission, you know, where where they all go, you know, that they. Um, they, they've been kind of shown as some timid people before, but then they're enabled by the Holy Spirit to Indeed. go everywhere, you know, to, to preach. So um, mm-hmm. we can see how much that transformed them. It wasn't just kind of a, um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll uh, hit the clock, you know, when we're, uh, when we're done or when Jesus ascends, we're, we're, off the, we're off the hook. But no, they, they keep going after that for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, the more I think about this, uh, yeah, you know, the first call that they received, and then, uh, you know, there was something there that, yeah, I have to follow this guy, and then to continue to get to know him and to to see the the wonders and the miracles that he he performed, uh, you know, they were getting uh, sold more the, each day on what uh, uh, this uh, uh, what uh, Jesus is is doing here. And so it's a, it's extraordinary the the lives of the the disciples, and that's what we're visiting with folks uh, are, are about is w- what was the life 
what was life like for the disciples. And if you're just joining us, uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. We're broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota at Trinity High School. And uh, we are just appreciative to be here. We appreciate all the staff and the hospitality extended to us to set up our studios here in the Fisher Commons area. And uh, again, uh, we're visiting with Father Anthony Urban on the subject of uh, the disciples. Uh, so we just have uh, uh, about 90 seconds left here until break. Um, and at the other, uh, on the other... On the other end of the uh, other side of the break, we'll talk mm-hmm. about, uh, uh, you know, the three years that uh, the disciples followed Jesus and, yeah. uh, and f- further along on the lives of the disciples. So don't go away, folks. We will be back with more from Father Anthony Urban on what it was like to be a disciple. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, folks, to Real Presence Live. Uh, We are glad that you're joining us. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and uh, 
on this feast day of St. Francis of Rome. We are broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota at Trinity Junior High and High School. And uh, we have as our guest this, uh, <clears throat> this segment uh, Father Anthony Urban of Madison, South Dakota. He is the pastor of St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church. And uh, thank you again for joining us, uh, Father, to take time out of your busy schedule of being a pastor, a pastor of a, of a parish school, and uh, your work at the Newman Center at Dakota State University. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a busy schedule, so thank you for carving out some time for Real Presence Radio and our listeners today. And we're visiting, yeah. uh, we're discussing with Father Anthony Urban, uh, Life of the Disciples. And we're going to... Uh, talk specifically about, <clears throat> excuse me, about uh, Jesus uh, and his disciples were together for three years. And uh, would it be, uh, Father, was it, was it just Jesus and 12 guys going from town to town? Can you discuss that a little bit, what was going on in those three years? Yeah, so the, those three years, it would have looked uh, kind of different, you know, depending on who was following them or who was supporting them. And, um, you know, and, you know, the, some of scripture doesn't, you know, reveal everything, uh, you know, whether or not, uh, how present Mary was, uh, to, to these moments as well. And, you know, that she's uh, very present at the, at, at the passion. Um, you know, we have that beautiful station of Jesus meeting his mother, but, um, yeah, there would have been plenty of other people maybe checking in, checking out and, uh, in Luke 10, there's the beautiful passage of the mission of the 72. So it doesn't really include the apostles, but it's other other people that have been following the ministry. And Jesus, um, you know, offers them the guidance of uh, where they're supposed to go and what they're supposed to do. And and uh, so part of it's curing the sick, proclaiming the, the kingdom. Um, and then you know, just a few verses later on, we hear about what happened and um, but there's a lot of rejoicing about what they did. You know, it wasn't their own work, um, but it was Jesus working in and through them. So, um, so you know, you know, it's hard to know what kind of a, that caravan would have looked like if it was um, maybe a hundred people or maybe a few hundred people. And um, there's lots of times in Scripture where it says that Jesus was going to another place and people are already waiting for him. So um, uh, there's kind of that excitement or that curiosity about who and what Jesus was doing, and then uh, along with that, the, the other members, uh, whether it's the 72 or the uh, the 12 apostles. So uh, might have been quite a few people um, you know, going from, from place to place, not just the, the 13 of them. Uh, so it's uh, right. uh, kind of a cool thing to, to imagine in, in, our, uh, in our prayer life. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned uh, just a few moments ago, you... Did you call it the mission of the 72? Yeah, so yes, the, could, kind of the subheading I'm looking at in, in uh, Luke 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, so and and mm -hmm. A few, few of the lines that are in there, so, you know, this is kind of a perennial line when we talk about vocations to the priesthood. Uh, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out, send out laborers for his harvest. Um, so it's, uh, he says, you're going out like lambs among wolves. You know, the, this is not going to be an easy uh, mission uh, for, for the 72 disciples, but also uh, for the apostles. We know that uh, uh, a good majority of them are martyred um, uh, in, in service to the gospel. So, um, yeah, it's, and again, it kind of speaks again to how seriously 
uh, they took this uh, mission that Jesus gave them. Mm-hmm. Now, thinking, uh, Father, to the time when Jesus was arrested, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's let's go to that uh, chapter. Right. Uh, and uh, what would the atmosphere been like in Jerusalem at that time for followers yeah. of Jesus? It was pretty pretty uh, tense time for them. It would have been tense, but it, in Jerusalem it would have been very busy uh, because it was right on Passover time. So people are coming ah. to Jerusalem to uh, participate in, in the remembrance of uh, uh, their their forefathers being released from Egypt. Um, so uh, there's and there, it's no coincidence that Passover takes place at the same time that Jesus offers himself uh, to kind of show him as the true uh, Paschal Lamb, you know, the one that would be sacrificed for us. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so it would have been a really busy, you know, Jerusalem would have been a very bustling place, people getting their, their own lambs to participate the, within the uh, Passover celebration as families or uh, smaller groups. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there, at that time, um, uh, the disciples, uh, the apostles, mm-hmm. would, have, would have been seen with Jesus, and that's what uh, uh, the, the onlookers accused Peter of, uh, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Peter Peter denied. So that uh, was the time of Passover. So there were many, many people people yeah. that uh, uh, Peter passed by, the disciples passed by, and uh, so that was that was a, uh, a very concerning time for them. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. And, you know, it's, um, and as I, I'm looking through Matthew's Gospel right now, um, that the uh, the it you know the the subheading that goes uh, the b- betrayal by Judas is being planned out preparations for the Passover uh, the Lord's Supper so it's all um, it's all packed together so quickly too you know, it happens um, you know in, in those days we we, we call uh, you know that Wednesday uh, of Holy Week Spy Wednesday that's when Judas is kind of uh, collaborating with the um, with uh, uh, the Jewish leaders to hand them over to the Romans, and it's just, there's there's a lot going on in the background that uh, that we uh, we get a good glimpse of, I think, in the uh, Passion of the Christ film, too. That's a, a good one to um, kind of see the apostles interacting with Jesus in, uh, in those last uh, hours of our Lord's life. Mm-hmm. Um, as a pastor, uh, yeah. Father, what, um, and what we've talked about here today with the life <clears throat> the life of the disciples um, what is the the one thought if you were uh, mm-hmm. going to create or maybe two thoughts if you were going to create a homily about all this what are what are the messages mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> I'm probably putting you on the spot here but we as yeah, hosts no, that no. that's our job to put people on the spot that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, so what what would be uh, a couple messages that you would want your parishioners to hear uh, in regards to this story we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, I think um, one line comes to my mind right now. It's uh, attributed to St. Teresa of Avila or St. Teresa mm-hmm. of Jesus, um, but uh, kind of the line that God writes straight with crooked lines. And mm. uh, kind of in the sense of, uh, you know, the apostles, you know, we, we see how their faith wavers in Jesus uh, you know, during these times of especially Peter, you know, him denying, knowing Jesus, uh, Judas betraying him, um, really is the only one that's there. 
uh, is John the Evangelist, John the, the beloved disciple, as he, as he calls himself. And, and so, um, you know, kind of, and then we look at what happens afterwards. You know, Peter renews his uh, faith in Jesus, uh, and um, and then, you know, it kind of as I mentioned before, we see what happens to the apostles, where they go, what they do. Um, and so, you know, just kind of that reality, God breaks straight with crooked lines. And so, same is true for us as individuals. You know, we, we waver sometimes, but we, uh, God willing, we, we return with great fervor as well. And, um, you know, just as the apostles, it took time for them to be transformed. It took uh, those three years of really, you know, that intimate knowledge of Jesus uh, and each other. Um, and, you know, one thing, another thing that uh, might come to mind is uh, kind of this curiosity, you know, not just about who Jesus is, uh, but also kind of that curiosity, I wonder what Jesus wants me to do next. Um, that was really a big takeaway for me uh, this past summer when I was able to participate in the 30-day retreat, uh, you know, mm. during July. And that was kind of one of, one of my ending conclusions or that, um, you know, kind of the the takeaways, we might say, I wonder what Jesus is going to ask of me next. Not just in terms of, like, my assignment or, uh, but it's those really day-to-day things of, uh, you know, seeking, not only seeking Jesus, but also uh, responding, you know, when, when he does uh, put something on my mind or heart. So, um, and it's, again, this that, that intimacy that uh, the apostles must have had with Jesus uh, not only knowing him, but also knowing each other. You know, a couple, you know, a couple of them being brothers, uh, right. blood brothers. But then, you know, kind of that. Uh, I just uh, kind of wrapped up watching uh, uh, the Band of Brothers series from HBO uh, mm-hmm. for quite a few years ago, and just the knowledge that the, that they knew about each other, they were committed to each other, uh, watched out for one another. So, I think it's you know for us as uh, uh, trying to be faithful disciples in our day and age. Those are some of those things. Uh, you know, God writes straight with crooked lines, uh, uh-huh. but then also, um, you know, that transformation that happens, it happens over time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some of those lightning bolt moments, but uh, but also there's some of those very gradual moments of, uh, of change in our life. So um, not to get, you know, we want to be faithful, um, but we also want to be uh, uh, docile to, to, to what Jesus asks of us. So Yes, uh, indeed. Um, so thank you for that that, that very good discussion. I, I have to yeah. <clears throat> I have to remember this saying: writes straight with crooked lines. Yeah. So yeah. so that means that means that uh, you know we're not perfect, folks. Uh, we for are sure. human. Uh, the disciples, though the apostles, were not perfect. Uh, you mentioned three years of transformation. Uh, three years. Uh, they were with God. <laughs> they were with right. God, and yeah. uh, Jesus was patient with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, uh, we need not to be so hard on ourselves, but we need to continue to step towards Christ and sure. uh, listen to what His plan is for us, etc. So, yeah. all right, we have a. We have one minute to break. Uh, yeah. any, fi- any final thoughts, uh, Father Urban? Yeah, I just um, I think one of the beautiful moments uh, in our in our cathedral down in Sioux Falls is uh, the twelve apostles are kind of a, a, towards the top of the ceiling of the cathedral. Yes, and beautiful. all their faces are, are are looking towards the altar, the sanctuary, the tabernacle. So. Um, 
it just, you know, that image really impresses upon me. Just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, very good. Thick and thin. You know, that's yep. the best advice I could ever give. So yeah. keep your eyes keep... on Jesus. So. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Father yeah. Anthony Urban, the pastor of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas in Madison. Uh, don't go away. Uh, coming up, uh, we will be visiting with Wayne Sullivan. He's leaving his position as principal. What does God have in store for him next? What a story of faith. Uh, thank you very much, Father, for joining us. We'll be right, we'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 